Welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorstead. Together we have combed through Book Talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Alone With You in the Ether by Olivia Blake. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Olivia Blake is a writer based out of Los Angeles, California. She is the author of multiple novels, anthologies, graphic novels, and film scripts, including the internationally best-selling The Atlas Six, released released 2022 from Tor Books with a forthcoming TV adaptation from Amazon Studios and Bright Star Productions. I didn't know that. Did we know that? Yeah, I can't remember. Truly, there's so many adaptations being announced right now that I... Cannot keep them all straight in my head. It's all because of book talk. Book it's talk all because of book talk. It really is. everything in motion. Literally. Uh, before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Chicago sometime. Two people meet in the Armory of the Art Institute by chance. Prior to their encounter, he is a doctoral student who manages his destructive thoughts with compulsive calculations about time travel. She is a bipolar counterfeit artist undergoing court-ordered psychotherapy. Why did I want to say the P in psychotherapy? Um, (laughs) Psychotherapy. Um, (laughs) After their meeting... After their meeting... Jesus. Okay, I'm really sleepy. All right. Wake up. Slap your face. You got this. Okay. A little audio for you. Okay. After Um. their meeting... Those things do not change. Everything else, however, is slightly different. Both obsessive, eccentric personalities, Aldo Damiani and Charlotte Reagan, struggle to be without each other from the moment they meet. The truth that he is a clinically depressed antisocial theor- How do you theoretician. say that word? Theoretician. Is that really how you say it? I don't, I don't think know. I've ever had to say that word out loud. I don't think so either. Theoretician. Theoretician. That's how I would say it if sure. I were around a smart person and I would wanted to say things (laughs) yeah uh and she is a manipulative manipulative liar with a history of self-sabotage means the deeper they fall in love the more troubling their reliance on each other becomes an intimate study of time and space alone with you in the ether is a fantasy writer's magic is a fantasy writer's magicless glimpse into the nature of love which what my god what it it means to be unwell and how to face the fractures of yourself and still love as if you are not broken without any further ado let's get into it apparently napping before podcast does not serve me well learned lesson apparently okay um uh, I'm acting like I can usually read those uh, blurbs without yeah, you're, an issue anyways. It I'm always so kind of sounds like you're in pain when you're trying <laughs> to read those. I think since I was um, in school, I've had a fear of like having to read something aloud. Mm-hmm. And then even in this case, it's, it, yeah. Stressful. It's, it's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So this was self-published. Yes. We read the Atlas Six last, like November, December. Oh, yeah, December. Around I don't know. We read a lot of books last December, so we I truly really don't remember when we read the Atlas Six. But I know we read it. Yes. Um, and I remember that book. Like of all the books we read, I like remember <laughs> what happened. Uh, I remember 
part of what happened. Yeah, I remember it's the same as like Legendborn and Ninth House. Yeah, very Secret similar. Society. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the magic. bad guy is the the inside dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, spoiler. Maybe we should cut that out. Yeah, I'm gonna I was thinking that as soon as <laughs> I know I thought you were gonna say who it is and I was like, uh, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know how to solve this problem. Um yeah. But um so yeah, we read the Atlas Six. Uh if you haven't listened to that episode, you probably should, because I don't really remember my opinion. Um <laughs> We liked do, it. We yes. didn't know it was gonna be a series. Yeah. We're not and, more than one, at least. Yeah. 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 Whatever and it ends up being. Whatever. Yeah. We don't know how much it's going to be. But mm-hmm. I remember, like, having 40 pages left and being like, there is no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be able to wrap this up. And so I looked it up and then I texted you. I'm like, did you know this is, like, just the yeah. first? And you were like, shut the fuck. Like, you're I kidding, haven't right? started yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you were mad. You were like, I don't even want to read it anymore. I that know. me off. Yeah. I, well, I think I was just in such a mode back then, too, of, like, TikTok keeps presenting these books as if it's just the one. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, a standalone, rather, I should be saying. Right. And then it turns out to not be a standalone, and you're just kind of like, okay, well, now I have to wait a year for this, and... I or longer. I don't like, yeah, I don't like waiting. I'm not yeah. a, like, I just finished. You're not patient? No. <laughs> Me? Patient? Oh, my God. Hi, Yoda. Speak for the for the microphone, please, ma'am. Yoda, come here. Come on. Wait. Oh. Come on. Well, that's going to hurt. Nope. She wants to jump up on my bed, but she wanted to jump up directly onto my lap, and that was not <laughs> going to feel good. I have not trimmed her claws in oh, quite mood. some time. Big mood. Big mood. Where do you want to go? It's like 80 degrees. You really want to cuddle right now? Yeah, obviously. I don't think you do. She's like, was... let me make this mistake on my own. I mom. make my own decisions. Thank you yeah. very much. With all the sass that a cat can have. Has all the sass a cat can possibly have. So Literally. Okay. Um, so, Yes. So it, impatience fueled, I think, a lot of my opinion on that book. Right. Just just outright. Uh, but I think I was going into this one a little guarded because I think I was thinking that I was going to love the Atlas Six and then it was just okay for me, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really felt like, okay, TikTok's already hyped up one of Olivia, Olivia Blake's books. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about this one. And I think going into it with low expectations made it really good for me. Okay. Because I was like, oh, I like this. See, I had very high expectations because I think every video I've seen on Book Talk about this book <laughs> has been like, this is my new favorite romance book. Like, this was beautifully written. Mm-hmm. And it was like dark, but also happy. Yeah. But also, you know, and I was like, oh my God, okay, yes, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Inject it in my veins. I love that. Um, and I like. I think I thought it was going to be slightly different, but in the, like, overall, I think my expectations were met. I wouldn't say they were exceeded, but they were met. Okay, that's fair. I think since I had low expectations, they were exceeded, but... Yes, I I had... I think probably our feeling is the same. (laughs) Yes, it balances out to the same. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I love going into books blind sometimes, and I think this is one of those times where I was like, 
Oh, okay. Okay. Because I think if I went, like, obviously I knew whatever TikTok was saying about it, too. Right. And I knew there was something to do with bees. That was all I knew. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm glad that I didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it from the outside, it's a very boring novel. It is. <laughs> I agree. Right? No, like, even, like, for me, there were times where I was like, okay, this is like... I don't know. I feel like a lot of books recently, I've been audiobooks. And so, okay, that, that was the issue. I've oh. been doing a lot of audiobooks <laughs> recently. Yeah. And this one, I had to actually sit down and flip each page mm-hmm. and not be able to, like, go on my hot girl walks, you know, yeah, while I listen. Yeah, you had to put your whole brain into doing it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. body. Like, I couldn't be doing anything else. And I realized how much I enjoy audiobooks now. So, yeah. Shout out to audiobooks. Um, but so this one, like, this was hard for me to kind of like sit down. And in the past, like, I would open up a book and finish it in the same sitting. Like, I would I not move. But this one was harder for me to like really get through. I loved it and I tabbed the shit out of it because it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But it was harder for me to actually read and i found myself like wanting to skip paragraphs too okay i did the thing where i'm like where's the next dialogue because <laughs> like not much happens it's just no. it's about their love story and that's it's it. very internal yes yes yeah it it's not like an external things occurring no kind of book there's like five named characters you know yeah it's it's not a lot going on in their lives but rather going on in their heads and the thing is like there are things happening in their lives but it's just not integral to the or is it integral or integral no integral integral it's not integral to their like what the story is is, i think it's integral i think you're right okay it's not integral to (laughs) fuck that sounds wrong now too i don't know it's not important to what their story Really, like, or what Olivia Blake, I think, is trying to focus on. Yeah. And I think it, if she wanted to, it could have been a a book that was a little less, like, I don't, I don't think it would have hit its mark quite as much if she had actually gone into, this is everything that's going on. And this is what's happening in between, mm-hmm. especially, like, in the beginning with once they meet. Because it's all, it's all about them. So it's, like, there isn't this lead up to them meeting it's like it happens pretty quickly and then all of those six conversations that they agree to have Mm -hmm. happen back to back even though there's like time passing between them right it's like that doesn't matter because it's about how they interact and how they come to know each other and understand each other and love each other right and so what's the point I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the romance books you read, you want to just skip to when they're falling in love anyways. Yeah. So she just cuts that part out. And she's like, we're just going to do the part where they're actually doing that. And you don't have to pretend like you're enjoying the middle parts. You know? <laughs> and you know what I found really interesting is that, like I said, it's kind of like a book where not a lot is going on on the mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Um, but I think it was like their, their internal... And, like, love vibes throughout the book were so intense mm-hmm. that literally Reagan is literally counter count, – what is she doing? She's, like – Counterfeiting art. Counterfeiting art. And that was, like, not 
interesting. Like, I mean, it wasn't not interesting. You know what I mean? But I wasn't going, oh, my God, what's going to happen with this art? No, that wasn't the plot. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. (laughs) No, no. The plot was literally just their feelings and their mental health and, like, how the love was, like, affecting them individually and together. Yeah. You know? Which just goes to show, like, how, like, grand emotions are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, this was very interesting to read. I really liked it. I did too. We should probably trigger warning before we keep talking. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I, can I got distracted. <laughs> um, yes. These are just ones I thought up because this one is not officially on uh, that trigger warning website yet because it's uh-huh. being republished. Um, mental illness, drug abuse, drug use, addiction, suicidal thoughts, toxic relationships. Um, overdose. Someone overdosed? Yeah. Um, Aldo did early on. Remember his dad was oh, like, yeah, yeah. no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right. Um, toxic families. Toxic families, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I guess medication, like going off medications for mental mm-hmm, health mm-hmm. and stuff. Coping mechanisms that are kind of off the beaten path, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or struggling to cope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Yeah. I think this was one of those books that's, like, very challenging to read in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And not just because Olivia Blake definitely knows how to open the thesaurus. i recall that about the atlas six being like the introduction paragraph to the atlas six is like like what the fuck a bunch of big words (laughs) or something like that you know i don't really remember but i remember it being a meme people being like you need to read the atlas six and then you try reading the atlas six and you're like huh i can't read this (laughs) um so i was i i kind of knew at least going into it olivia blake's writing style so i was like i'm not too pressed but it was it was i don't think it hit the level of the atlas six i don't think so language and i also think that the language and like that type of like pretentious writing fit more with this story than it did with the atlas six like the atlas six is like younger people you know Mm -hmm. and this is they're older they're literally like one of them's getting their phd in yeah like theoretical math and she's this art like super cultured artist and like works uh, in a museum and works shit. In, yeah so it's just like that type of language fit better yeah because like it fit with like how like because i think they're both like actually pretentious a little bit <laughs> they are <laughs> so like pretentious words make sense so yeah no yeah. i agree with you i think also that i completely lost the thought that i was about to say depressing i'm sorry what was i gonna say No, like, legit. I'm really losing my thought. Why the fuck is there a drone outside my room? I heard that, too. I thought it was just a plane. <laughs> no, Yoda's, like, freaking out. Is What's it one of those happening? Amazon drones? Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I truly... Oh, oh, wasn't it refreshing reading a story about adults? Like, a romance yes. about adults? I thought yes. that was so refreshing. Yes. Even though, like, so we know how old he is. I don't know how old she is. Yeah, I don't know. She's just, like, a little younger than him, right? Is she? That was my... Is she older than him? I don't know. I think she might be. 
Oh. I don't know. I genuinely don't remember how old she is. But I know he's like late 20s. Yeah, he's like almost 30, right? That's right. what they were right. saying, I think. But I think they never directly addressed her age. But she went to prison. Right. And finished prison. Right. But I think she wasn't in very long because she, her family has money and... Right. So I don't, I don't know, but I think you're right because she did dodge the question when he asked her how old, how old she was. Right, and I think too, like, I also think that's intentional of not really, like, she is that, like, mysterious, she lies, manipulative, like, she wouldn't be the type of person to actually disclose her age. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I was just genuinely having a good experience, though, reading about, like, adults who have, like, you know, like, Real life issues. Real life issues. And, you know, it it was just interesting. I was like, yeah, okay, this is, this is definitely not YA, which is fine. I still like YA to some extent, but I think it's just really maybe just telling about where I am in my own life. Yeah. yeah. That I'm just like, oh yeah, I love an actual monotonous job that they have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So I. And I also loved the way she carried – I love the themes. And, like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So I I feel like recently – I don't know. I don't want to pinpoint a book because I can't think of an actual example right now. Yeah. But I feel like I've been reading books recently where, like, I don't actually really get to know the characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel, like, super attached to the characters. Yeah. And, like, there were just little – the little details that were added about – especially Aldo. Like, I felt like I really got to know – Mm-hmm. Aldo and I think I got to know Reagan but in the way where it's like oh wow like she's the way we the audience knows her and the um or I guess not the audience but the um reader knows her is kind of like yes we get an insight into her brain but we also kind of know her at like an arm's distance like she keeps yeah all people mm-hmm. and she evolves throughout. she does she she mm-hmm. does but she's still, like, a little bit, like, we know kind of where she's at at the end. But mm-hmm. she's still kind of a mystery throughout, which is everything she tries to be. Yeah. This is, like, if you were younger and liked reading about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She is. Th- she has grown up, and this is her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, if you liked Paper Towns as a small adolescent. This is... Oh my god. This is for you. This is her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that is so true. Uh I just thought about that, but what's it's the main true. character in Paper Towns? Margot Robbie. Margot, the girl? yes. Yeah. yeah. Or not is it Margot actually Robbie? No, I was no, like, that's the I'm... actress. Margot, I'm sorry. <laughs> um Margot Roth Spiegelman is her name. Okay. Right. I knew it was Margot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Played by Cara Delevingne. Right. I remember that. What a weird time to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll never forget when she got cast and I was like, I don't know this girl, but people like her and I don't think I do, but see, I, I like anything that comes her. out. Oh, see, I didn't. I need a crush on Carrie Levine. So. Scary, skinny white women are not my thing. I liked her eyebrows. <sighs> Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. I do like distinct features. <laughs> yeah, she had distinct features. <laughs> And I think at the time, I was, like, really into Kylie and Kendall, and she started becoming friends really? with them. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I was obsessed with Kylie Jenner. It's very embarrassing. Really? Yes. I this you are uncovering something I did not know about you. This was me like 13, 14 years old. This is when she when Kylie or maybe even younger. Because Kylie's like a year older. (laughs) Yeah. And this is when she started like um she cut her hair shorter. And okay. And like uh, it was a color, it was like blue or something. No, that was later. Like once it was blue, I didn't like her as much. Oh, it was pre blue. (laughs) But I remember getting that haircut. Like I literally brought in a picture of fucking Kylie Jenner and I was like, give me that hair. That's funny. Yep. I think I had more pick me energy. And I was like, I don't understand how people like the Kardashians. Now look at me. Now look at me. Look at you now. During 2020, my partner and I watched all of Keeping Up with the Kardashians in the span of like two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we're completely mm-hmm. caught up on the Kardashians on Hulu. How fun. Uh, I still don't like the Jenners, though. That's fair. That I, stand really by, fair. I stand by that. They're you different. Should. I didn't actually know them. I just loved their aesthetic. Their aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool girl aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Kylie's Tumblr. <laughs> just yes. came to mind. <laughs> Literally. That started to like her through her Tumblr. You and were then, like, this is a glimpse inside of the real Stop Kylie. it. Stop it. No. Okay. And then she also had, you remember that video app, Keek? Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Keek. And. Okay. Yeah, so it was, like, through that, that era. The only thing I think I ever recall from Keek is just Five Sauce. Five Sauce? The Janoskians? Do you remember Oh, my God, I do. (laughs) I have not thought about them. Uh Uh-huh. They made Uh music, right? They They, did. And they did YouTube, and they made music. And they dated, and one of them dated Ariana Grande. No. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. You just literally like put a key into a hole and twisted a lock in my memory. Like (laughs) this was pre Mac Miller. Yeah. Maybe I do kind of remember this. Yeah. What was one of their names? Like something with a B. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I need to look them up. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Where are they now? Anyways, unrelated to this book. Okay, I want to bring up, okay, yep. page 17, when we're getting an introduction to Reagan. Okay. And it's, um, while many things made Reagan hashtag blessed, the narrator <laughs> disapprovingly, she is being sarcastic. Um, primary among them was her hair, which is characteristically perfect, and her skin, which is generally resistant to the consequences of her lifestyle. Genetically speaking, she was built for waking up late and rushing out the door. A swipe of mascara would do the trick. Um, that just read very, like, Wattpad. Agree. Like, yeah, like, I threw my hair up in a messy bun, and I don't really need to wear much makeup. And, um, I, like, I like gives, like, YN, like, your name type, like, this is what you look, I don't know. Was that, did you just say that part was by the narrator? No, that there was one little tidbit of the narrator. Oh, okay, that. okay, 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 okay. This was, checking. yeah, because no, I was but, wondering if it was trying to break the fourth wall, but it was not. <laughs> no, um, no, this was. I think it's on purpose, though. This is like very yeah. manic pixie dream girl of her. It is. Like I feel like Olivia like like wrote her so intentionally mm-hmm. and was trying to make like a comment on that. Yeah. 
I guess. I don't know. Because, like, that's cringe, you know? That's cringe. Yes. No, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Were you picturing anybody when you were reading this book for either Reagan or Aldo? I tried to, but I wasn't. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. Uh And I wanted to because I was like, oh, my God, finally – a love interest that's not a white man. Yeah, because, like, both of them are mixed. But, it, like, so I think that was, like, harder. Like, you couldn't just... I, if there's, like, a... It's, like, the main character's white man, I just choose whatever white man I want, you know? Yeah. And they pretty much all fit because... Yeah. White, yeah, yeah. white people are They're the most generic-looking mm-hmm. people ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I want to do this justice. And then I... I, I know. Exactly. Like, I, I didn't want to picture somebody unless it, like, really fit. And it was like, yeah. okay, Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I totally forgot I took notes. And I have my notes. I took notes, too. Oh, my God, how funny. Because I didn't know if, like, when we were going to get around and we're reading a lot of books right now. So I was yeah. like, I got to keep this all straight. I gotta See, I just felt like, everything. I just felt like this was a book, like, worth having notes for. That's fair. I also was, like, I remember the Atlas Six being a lot. And so I wanted right. to get, come in prepared. Wrap your head around <clears> it. Exactly. Oh, but, you know, it's all in my chicken scratch that I can't read, so. <laughs> Every time I you think... send me a letter or anything, I literally have to read it, like, with my mom. So, like, so, heads up, I never read it alone because I cannot. Oh, good to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for, for future. For news. future reference. Yeah. yeah. I think my intention was to type them up. Okay. Afterwards, but. Uh, never got around. Did I it. do that? Yeah. Come on. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't okay um, so this it's interesting in a relationship at first yeah with Mark who's reminds me of someone else I know <laughs> um but then obviously she starts hanging out with Aldo I love the way they meet I love it's the way they meet so and neat. I love the six conversations thing yes I love the six conversations and I love that the theme of six was carried throughout the book like there are Mm -hmm. six parts of the book um when they do finally start having sex it was like the first time was like this the second time was like this and then it was six times total yeah and i'm sure there are more six things but those are the only ones i can think of right now right but i just i loved even like those few times that the six thing and when she was when she like was going in to talk to her psychiatrist and she's like eventually admitted to not taking her meds anymore mm-hmm. and she said she goes how about we have six yes. honest real conversations right and like that was another thing of like time and then it went back to the time and the cyclical nature and like the way mm-hmm. things are like re- repeat and relive and all that stuff and i was like oh my god my mind is blown yeah, yeah. no it was a very um like deliberate novel in every yes. way like, yes. everything had a purpose. Everything was going to come back later to make sense so, out of something. Question. Yeah. Answer, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, if So, when it's, like, actually picked, when a book is picked up to get published. Oh, okay. Is that when you would get, like, an editor? Do you think she had an editor for this, or is this all her? I think she probably had someone edit it. Okay. Perhaps not a like a, an editor editor but i think because she's she's self-published more than once she so has I, enough I think of a... she has an editor yeah okay yeah 
who was her editor versus then like going into real publishing and getting they're probably a inheriting based, right yeah yeah editor interesting company maybe i don't know some people keep their editor forever like john green's editor julie strauss gable she's been his editor i love how much every... of a stan you are yeah till i die i know julie strauss gable and john green almost hit me with a golf cart once how fun yep never forget almost like that time we saw danny devito on the back of a golf cart at pride <sighs> and we were like is that fucking danny devito <laughs> and he just waved <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> We stand Danny DeVito. We do. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing we do, it's we stand Danny DeVito. Literally out loud. You just see Danny DeVito, like, is that fucking Danny DeVito? And he, just, he loved <laughs> he just it. He smiled. loved it. And zoomed off in the golf cart, like sitting we on the back of a golf cart. We also, for context, mention that this was at LA Pride. Like, yes, why was right. Danny DeVito at LA Pride? I don't know. Uh, this was like years ago, too. That was like 2016. That was when we were 16. Yeah. 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 That was a long time ago. Oh, Danny DeVito. Um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Did you oh, know fun. that Julie Strauss Gable is the reason why that one line in <clears throat> Looking for Alaska that's like, if people will rain, I was drizzle and she was a hurricane. Mm. That's, she's the reason that that line exists because John wanted it to be like, if people were rain, she was condensation and I was a hurricane Ew. or something like that. And she was like, what if we did this? And he was like, well, that wasn't really the idea I was going for. And she was like, well, the idea Trust you me. were going for it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't like that idea. And so. now people have that line tattooed on their bodies. Yes. Like, imagine oh if God. it was condensation. That's insane. Condensation would not have worked. It would have not hit. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have. But so that's why editors are important. Mm-hmm. 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 Before because of the concert last night you know oh. you want to know that the only reason that i have a voice today is because every time i felt myself getting too excited i had to tell myself you have so many fucking podcasts to record this week you cannot lose, <laughs> lose your voice because that happened when i saw harry uh, and then we got fucked for a week yeah that and is I was, so, funny. so every time i like almost started to scream and i got too excited i was like stop yeah. Control yourself. It's just Sean Rain it in. I know. Rain, it, rain it in. It's just Sean Mendes. <laughs> I know. Rain it in. You're in the last row. <laughs> that is so. Was it actually the last row? Yes. Like you know that how to walk so around. Funny. Like if you need to cross over the row and you walk mm-hmm. up and there's like a cement part behind the yeah. last row of seats. I my back was touching the cement part. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> Before we move on to discuss the rest of Alone With You in the Ether, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's continue the conversation. I wanted to say ether. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Did you tell me it was ether? No, you the other day on the phone said ether, and I was like, "Did you just say ether?" <laughs> mm. And you were like, "You were like, I've been saying it in my brain when I'm reading it." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, it's okay." I have a history of that. I said um, epitome. I epitome. once, I once um, ordered a pint of ice cream from or frozen <laughs> yogurt from frozen yogurt. Yep, 
out loud. I was like, can I have a pint of this? And You know, at least you said that in like an ice cream setting and not like you tried to order a pint of beer, you know? That's true. <laughs> can I get a pint of beer? Can you imagine? I think that's more embarrassing than ice cream. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. also in fourth grade, so I was that's preparing. Good. I know. I was preparing myself. It was just one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, so I think about it regularly because my mom never let me live it down. Um, I was preparing to get my tonsils removed, and so we were stocking up on frozen yogurt and that's such. Nice. And she was like, you can order it yourself because she was trying to teach me. I don't have to just be like, mommy, can you get me this and this? And right. so I walk up to the counter all confident and like, can I have a pint of this? And stop. she started cackles laughing. all around. Yes. Yep. Cackles all around. Yep. And I wanted to cry. So That's okay. Anytime I feel kind of insecure about the way I'm pronouncing a word that I feel mm-hmm. like I should know, I just remember that Hank Green was literally like, 30 when he made a video and he used the word epitome and said epitome over and over and over and over like more than once (laughs) in the video and the whole comment section was like hank please tell me this is a joke (laughs) (laughs) you have multiple degrees (laughs) that is okay that makes me feel better okay you're good alone with you in the ether uh ether 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 Um, sounds better Ether sounds better. Why can't it have an A in there, you know? I know. E-A. Because it'd be eat her. Eat her. I like that better. (laughs) 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 For more reasons than one. Okay. Um, Jesus. It's okay. Um, uh, um, um, Speaking of eat her, uh, this book had so much tension. Yes, it did. In all the right ways. Can we talk about the haircut? I loved that because I my, I was like this might be the like hottest scene in which nothing sexual was happening that I've ever read. So you know what scene did it for me? Ooh, what? When he was like doing math on her thigh when they were mm, at church. Mm. That was hot. Yeah. That was hot. I have wait, I have the line that I um marked from that. It was um he drew something like a stigma, more scribbles than a broad horizontal line. He was definitely doing math, and she reveled in her possession of it, in being the instrument to channel his thoughts. Yes. I just, I loved that scene so mm-hmm. much. That was really good. Ugh. I just, like, I loved the tension in this book. And my thing is, like, I definitely don't like the whole, like... Reagan was in a relationship. I know we yeah. knew it was a bad relationship. Yeah, I think I still, still felt icky until she broke up with him. And yeah. then I was like, okay, I can be happy about this now. But I respected that, like, nothing happened. Right. Really. I mean, like, I mean, they were, like, in love with each other, basically. Right. But the- <laughs> that was, it was, this is interesting, because it's like, I usually hate insta-love. Yeah. Um, But this, the way it was written and the way that their connection was written right. was, like, Oh, it makes sense. Like, these people were, like, made for each other, kind of. Literally. Like, they, it was, this was the, like, a version of love at first sight that I, even though they didn't necessarily see it as love at first sight, but it very much, like, I think, for me, reading it was, like, these people are interconnected in a way that they don't even understand yet. Yeah. But and they it feel like, it, like they right. draw towards one one another. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wasn't there something about like even if they were in any other universe, they'd be like 
There was a line at the end where yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. Cause they were always in love. Right. Like, they always have been and always will be. And, like, even before they met. And I know Aldo has a part where he's, like, thinking about how he can't even remember himself before her. And, like, yeah. all of this. It was just so deeply romantic. And I think and, yeah, for a lot of it also, it wasn't necessarily sexual on Aldo's part. Right. You know? Was, yeah. Yeah, and I think I like that. You know, I like mm-hmm. when it. She, she was, was just the so genuinely, one. yeah, and he was just so genuinely like obsessed with her brain. Yes, and understanding I her, like and like, <laughs> which is like so fits for him because he's a mathematician yeah. and problem solving and all of that stuff, and he's like, she is this infinite problem that like yeah. I will never have time to figure out, but I want nothing more than to dedicate like my entire life to trying. Yeah. It was so romantic, but it was also so, like, the ups and downs of it. And when we realize she's entering, like, hypomania and mm-hmm. she's not taking her meds. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this not going to – because I didn't know if it was mm-hmm. a happy ending or not. Me neither. And so, like, watching all of that unfold and when he's noticing she hasn't slept now. Yeah. Like, she was right. like she was always erratic, and, like, I knew she had kind of stopped taking her meds and everything, and, like, but, like, she was erratic, but still kind of under control. Yeah. yeah. And then she seemed to go kind of out of control. Right. And I was like, oh, God, is this gonna be, like, it, is he actually just a part of her cycle where, yeah. like, mm-hmm. he, she's gonna find somebody else. And it's yeah. gonna be the same thing. Like he's the like because he had the moment at the party where she's like he was like oh my god I am Mark and Mark is the person like I am mm-hmm. every person before Mark Mark is every person before Mark and there's gonna be another Mark after me yeah and I like this is just her pattern and I started to believe that too and I was like yeah. no no this book was gaslighting us for yeah. sure and I think that was like also to show the power of like a toxic relationship too yeah. because Mark gaslit us also he was gaslighting yes. Aldo. And Reagan and us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Into thinking like Reagan, you know, really is this broken, like just needs something yeah. until she's used it up and then needs something else, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I was she nervous. Needs change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like minorly concerned when she started doing the counterfeit paintings. I did she continue to do it or was it just that one? Didn't she do like a bunch of them? And that's how she got money? It wasn't just the one in her dad's office, right? She, Did she didn't she, like, didn't she say, like, she was standing and she, looking at, like, her 12 paintings that she'd done? Or maybe it was six because she did, like, the number six in this book. I feel because, like that happened. Oh, maybe, like, yeah. She was standing in her new that. studio and she was looking at all of the, the forgeries she'd done. Right. Okay. Maybe, and that's yeah. how she got the money to like get the studio or something like get yeah. things. And I was like, I'm minorly concerned. But what concerned me a lot was when we it's revealed by Aldo later that she did, she put the little like honeycomb or whatever the hexagon uh-huh. into it. And I was like, okay, she's gonna get caught. Yeah. And the reason I thought she continued doing it also was because she worked at the museum. So she could like take them and mm-hmm. swap them. True. If she wanted to. That is so, true. I, I, I maybe hmm. I'm wrong, but I don't know. I don't know think so. Now, I don't think so. That sounds is. right. But I was concerned because I was like, "Is she gonna get arrested? Are we gonna?" 
yeah you know like what's what's gonna go on and then if she gets arrested what's gonna happen but yeah and then i was worried about aldo because it's really like it's also like both of them are just like what society in general would say are like mentally unwell yeah and mentally ill to some extent and um yeah and so i think this too like i finished this book and i just sat there and i was like what is healthy love yeah what is mental illness what is and it like redefine like it made me rethink like my expectations for you know how people should deal with mental illness and stuff like I don't I think I had like just very safely assumed that people who have bipolar disorder like the only way to live an actual like productive healthy life is to be medicated mm-hmm. and this was like especially after reading the acknowledgments at the end I was like oh my god yeah. wait that was like very make an ass of you and me for me to assume you know <laughs> that and yeah so this like it made me think a lot about what I think love is and I don't know too okay this this too I once I realized I think it was when Aldo's dad kind of started to be like she's going too fast for you like you guys are gonna you're gonna burn out yeah yeah yeah. and then because that's that's a love story that's told a lot is that fiery passionate one where they burn you burn so bright you burn out yeah, and you're burning up both ends. and Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like a tale that's been told many times before. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I think I was reflecting on that and how, to a certain extent, like, I still romanticize that. Like, just, I want to feel that type of passion. Yeah. I want to, like, I want to experience that in my life. That, like, even though it, it's so beautiful and horrible and painful. And I think there was um, one line Aldo was like, and he knew what it was to love. And it was, like, simply terror. Like, that feeling yeah, was yeah. terror. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to feel that deeply about somebody, about mm-hmm. something. Like, that is so just the core of what, it, like, I don't know. I think I have that, like, fear of not living a full life as, like, full as I possibly can. And I think... Right. Something so human is having, like, feeling all of those levels of feelings. And I'm like, one of my biggest fears is never feeling so deeply and strongly and in all ways that, like, in pain and happiness and passion and sadness and all yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. And so, even though it was, I was worried they were going to blow up and it was going to be really bad, I was like, shit, I want something like that. Right. No, I get what where you're I'm saying. terrified of how yeah. much I love somebody that I like can't control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think I've always romanticized that concept too, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I settled for nothing less. <laughs> so good <laughs> um, because I I think like it's it is a thing that happens, and I think you said something about it, um, like because it's so like all consuming. Mm-hmm. That it can be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But I think it doesn't have to. I mean, maybe there's right. some, certain things about that that can be considered unhealthy. But I think it doesn't necessarily have to be. And I think that's kind of what this was showing. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
like they were just genuinely burning. Like it wasn't like it was going to burn out. It was just little embers. Like, like it's, it's just a consistent kind of burn. And that... I think it, it was unique to mm-hmm. their brains, their yes. situations yeah. of why it worked and why it was going to work for them. And I think the key part of that Reagan was like, Aldo was not like, you have to take your meds. Right. You have like, to get back okay. on them. He was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Just Do you the feel way, better? Yeah. Like, just genuinely more concerned with how she was feeling about what decisions she was making for herself than what society would probably try to push on her to decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas Mark's, like, his, to everything, all of her decision making is like, you're still taking your meds, right? Right. Yeah. I also thought it was uh, very much, like, very vulnerable of Olivia Blake to write um, about her own experience in the acknowledgments. Yeah. Usually I don't read acknowledgments, but you texted me and you were like crying over yeah, like I was crying <laughs> the acknowledgments and I was like okay I gotta read the acknowledgments then okay. right and I was just mm-hmm. like I think it made me like the story more than I already really liked it just to know like how much of like a personal experience was put into it even though mm-hmm. you know there's a clear distinction where she's like I'm not Reagan <laughs> my husband is not Aldo Aldo yeah but some of these things are taken from a bit of me, you know, like taken mm-hmm. from my real experiences. And, you know, if it, w- and she was said something about like, if it wasn't for her psychotherapist, who like she this said, book wouldn't, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to take my meds, but I'm going to come in and tell me if I need to start taking my meds again. Yeah. Like to have but somebody that genuine you can with trust. Me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she said, she was like, I stopped taking it and, it was, like, there was an issue with refilling her prescription. Yeah. And so she, like, got up and she started writing. And she's just, like, she goes, without the meds, I had all these stories in my head. And yeah. so, and, like, which is very similar to Reagan of, like, she's painting again. Mm-hmm. And so she has, when she has that outlet and, like, it yes. not only, I don't know, it, like, allows her to be creative. But, it, like, it also saves her in that way, too. Right. Which is, I don't know. It was so cool. And, like, I it just... It really put a nice little bow on the whole thing. The fact mm-hmm. that, like, she, Olivia Blake, actually has experience with that. Because, you know, like, we've read books recently where it's like writing about mental illness and certain things, yeah. lived experiences where the author did not have actually mm-hmm. any experience with it. Yes. And so it's just like, it makes me respect the story so mm-hmm. much more. Yeah. It, and you know what? I think that it also added a level of, like, the, when I was reading prior to the acknowledgments, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this just feels so genuine, so raw, so vulnerable, but, like, so, even it, though it had this whole, like, counterfeiting, right, art, right, like, something that seems really out there, it felt really real uh-huh. in every other way. Um, so to to learn afterwards, like, it had some... Like, Olivia Blake has a more personal connection to what she was writing about. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, my God. This is, like, that's so respectable and it really comes through in the yeah. story. Yeah. Versus, like you said, reading, for example, A Little Life, where we don't know, mm-hmm. any, if anything, that 
was in that book had mm-hmm. any substance mm-hmm. behind it in it the writing process. Didn't. Um, no. <laughs> but no. Okay. So then something you mentioned, like the lying and the counterfeiting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I feel like wasn't brought throughout the book or like carried mm-hmm. throughout the book as much was the whole, like it kind of started because yes, the Aldo wanted, like, I want you to lie to me. Yeah. 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 I feel like I that agree. wasn't carried through. As I much. agree. And then it like came up kind of later. I think maybe the yeah. idea was like uh, toward the end where, you know, he can't really figure out like, is she going to just drop me when she gets tired of me? Like, mm-hmm maybe then he was supposed to be trying to see if she was lying to him, you know? Yeah. Or if she had become, or if he had become so used to her that like he could no longer tell. I don't know. You know, I didn't, I, I ain't fully, I feel like that could have been kind of sifted out through. More. Yeah. I, I agree because I was thinking about it at the end. Yeah. Like, what about the, the whole point was like, lie to me during these six conversations and then we can tell each other what we learn and blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 And we got the like, tell me what you learn thing. Yes. But the lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Fizzled that. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. Okay. I think that was like my one criticism. That's fair. Did you have uh, like lines? I had so many, dude. Me too. I literally, I... I went through two and I cut them down and I still have like eight. I went to look at my, like, highlights from, because I read it on my Kindle, mm-hmm. and it, there was literally so many that I was like, okay, I'm just going to pick the ones that sound the nicest. And then right. I started writing them out, and I was like, oh, no. There's still so, so many. many. Yeah. So I'm you just going to pick, like, two. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is, oh, wait, one thing I wanted to notice, because this was, like, a little flex oh, on yeah. my part. Okay. So, oh. Paige, one, this isn't a quote. This isn't one of my lines, okay? okay. Because, okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, Paige. 178 he mentioned like so the concept of time and talking about time he mentioned this um tribe in brazil piraha or mm-hmm. piraha um i actually did a paper on them uh-huh. and it's so in- the story is so interesting so the guy who went and like actually started the like Mm, was the first kind of Western introduction to this group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a pastor and he went with the intention of converting them and saving them. He was mm-hmm. trying to go to save them. Right. And he had, but what he had to do, he literally went with his family. He's this white dude. Right. Of course. Um, from I think Texas or some shit like that. And so he, packs up his family they move to the rainforest in brazil to live with these people but like to in order to convert them he has to learn their language first Mm -hmm. and even through their language it's like there are no words for time like in the way that we understand time right and there are no specific words for colors or like descriptive things it's like red is blood you know like it's so like genuinely their concept of reality oh they also don't have words for numbers it's just like few like or many or not like it's there's no need to have specific numbers for things so they Mm -hmm. just don't have so it's like it's so interesting that like the perception 
their perception of reality is so different from what we're taught that like, and then the language kind of reinforces that because they don't have words for those things. But for time, it's so interesting because he, once he starts like learning their language and being able to communicate with them, he tries to tell them about Jesus and all this. And they're like, oh, so you knew Jesus, right? And he was (laughs) like, well, no, like he lived very, like a long time, like a, a long, and then they're like, okay, so that's literally like that doesn't even compute. It's like, why would you be talking about something that you never even met or experienced firsthand? So there's no recorded, like recording history. There's no concept of future or past or anything like that because it's just genuinely irrelevant. And so it didn't work, obviously. (laughs) They did not care to hear about this Jesus person because Mm -hmm. they're like, you didn't actually know him. He's not actually alive right now. Like, there's no point to this. And, and nobody you knew knew him. <laughs> no, exactly. And then, so, I, uh, eventually, he's now atheist, and he went back to school, That's and he's funny. an anthropologist. Yep. That's funny. I highly recommend, he has a TED Talk. I don't know his name, but if you look up the name of the um, the tribe, Piraha, mm-hmm. it's a very, very, very good TED Talk. Interesting. So, yes. I'll have Anyways. to check it out. That's, no, that's interesting. Good. Yeah. That's my little tidbit. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. I It made me think a lot about time was when he kind of was talking about, like, the Babylonians established our understanding of time, like the base yeah. of 60. So, like, 60 seconds, 60 minutes, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized, I'm like, that is so frustrating because now I'm going to be frustrated with every fantasy book that still goes off of our time system. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm like, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. I don't like that. Yeah. I fully agree. If you're going to spend 300 pages world building, you need to explain time without like, I don't know. I don't like it doesn't it wouldn't automatically be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's made up. (laughs) It's made up. It's it's so why would it not have been made up differently? (laughs) Exactly. Agree. Agree. (laughs) Fully agree. So I had a moment when I was reading that and I was just like, wait a second. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Two lines each if we can do that. Okay, give me yours first. So I'm going to preface with I probably got like halfway through looking up my favorite lines. And then I was like, okay, this is too many already. So mine have nothing from the second half of the book. Yeah. Just because I made myself stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I really liked. So this is the scene where Aldo is talking to Reagan's sister. Mm hmm. And he goes, so most people are fairly straightforward functions of X and Y behaving within constraints of expectation. She goes, social constructs? Presumably, Aldo confirmed. So within those parameters, some people are exponential functions, but still largely predictable. Mm -hmm. Reagan, Charlotte, he reminded himself too late, but dismissed it as a foregone error, isn't just difficult. She's convoluted. She's contradictory, honest, even as she lies. She offered 
he, or he offered as an example, and rarely the same version twice. She's confounding, really intricate, infinite. That was the word he thought mm-hmm. it once he found it. She'd have to be measured infinitely in order to be calculated, which no one could ever do. And I was like, imagine somebody describing you like that. Yep. <laughs> like, I also. That's like that TikTok that's like, she reminds me of a Sunday. And then people text their significant others and it's like, what day do yep. I remind you of? Because they want yeah, them to say something. Yeah, anyways, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I, get you, I get you. I get you. Yeah, that's one of mine. Okay. Do you want me to do one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Popcorn it. Okay, cool. Um, My, I'll say 227. Okay. This, okay, so this reminded me kind of of like Sally Rooney writing. Because <laughs> a, a lot through this, I know, a lot through this book is that like stream of consci- consciousness writing Mm -hmm. where it's just the thoughts as they're coming and it makes it so much more real and intimate especially like with the structure of like what she's writing about Mm -hmm. I think it just made a lot of sense so I really liked this passage was she was colossal like this the enormity of what she was now steadily irrepressible I don't even know the fucking these words ebullient for (laughs) being in his arms kiss me again please don't stop oh god don't stop he would never he wouldn't but still please don't we'll shrink down to human sized when we're done but for now stay like this with me see the magnitude of being see existence through my eyes don't blink or you might miss it I am dwarfed Aldo by the happiness in that room it's overwhelmed me as made me feel so infinite infinitesimally (laughs) Jesus small I need you to help me remember what it feels like to be vast again like i loved the bits and pieces of this book that were like that where it was Mm -hmm. just thoughts coming a million miles an hour and she was able to actually put it into words and you felt that you were in that which was so cool i think virginia wolf is rolling over in her grave every time sally rooney writes a book and now people i know it's originally yeah i know i know no and it's probably not even originally virginia wolf but i think she just like, like popularized it yeah, and but, I know, like, James Joyce did that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I and looked into let it. let me up out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do a Ulysses reread, I think. I've never attempted it. I'm kind of scared. I hated it the first time I read it. Okay, but people really funny. like it, and I think maybe it was because I read it when I was 18. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I wasn't able to appreciate it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was perhaps a little too pretentious for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. oh, uh, this was also toward the beginning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, on that day, Alda believed a certain set of things wholly and concretely that two and two were four, that one of the uh, two that, plus two is four. <laughs> Sorry, that of the lean proteins, chicken was most accessible, mm-hmm. that he was trapped within the constraints of a maybe hexagonal structure of space time from which he might never escape, that tomorrow would look like yesterday, would look like three Fridays from now, would look like last month. That he would never be satisfied, that in two weeks, predictably unpredictable, it might rain, and therefore, in changing, everything would remain the same. The next day, he would feel differently, because the next day, he met Reagan. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. And yours? Um, okay, I'm deciding between two. You can give them both. <gasps> really? Yeah, i give you permission. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. First one I'll say, and then I want to say, wait, okay, so these are from the book, and then I have one from the acknowledgments. Okay, bet. Mm-hmm. Okay, bet. Okay, bet. 252. <laughs> this one's short. This one's short. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Yes, she thought pained. Yes, it is perilously wonderful to suffer so sweetly with you. 
Yes. That, see, that feels like one of those ones that, like, the Tumblr girlies would have gotten tattooed on themselves. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, 100%. had this come out in 2015, I still might get over. that tattooed on me. Who knows? <laughs> you should. <laughs> I know. Make it three bookish tattoos. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, And then we're going to do page 282. Um, to, on the one hand, she wanted to bear his entire sadness for him, to hurt herself doubly just to keep it from him. And was that illness or love? Was she really so broken that she wanted to suffer to spare him? And if that was true, then had he been right all along? Yes. That whole paragraph mm-hmm. was just about pain and all yeah the way i literally wrote like on my notes next to that was like what is love (laughs) you were having a moment (laughs) i was i was having a moment okay this is another really short one i'm gonna say really quick um it's about what she said about art it's about sharing things experiences feelings art is something we do to feel human not because we are Mm -hmm. i like that about and the, art. the anthropologist in you was just screaming. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> yeah. What's your line from the acknowledgments? Um. Okay. Is it the mm. last paragraph? There's um yes, but then okay. also there's another too. one. Um. This was when she was talking about mental illness. Okay. Um, people often ask me how I know the difference between what's in my head, between whatever chemical imbalance might be lying to me on any given day and what's real. But the truth, truth is that I have no choice but to accept that what's in my head is what's real. Yeah. Like that. And then the last paragraph, um, so beautiful to you, my fellow mortals with your gorgeous little fractures, your crazy is your magic. Your wildness is what makes you resilience is your talent burn, but don't burn out. As always, it has been my honor to put these words down for you. Blah, 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 blah. I loved it. I loved it. The acknowledgments really tied the whole thing together for it me. Really I was did. just like, oh, my heart. I was just sitting there crying. And that's how you yeah. know it's going to be a five star for me. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it made me cry. It hurt me. It made me think a lot. It mm-hmm. made me go, yeah, this is what love feels like. It's mm-hmm. all consuming. It feels like this. I loved all those parts. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, the look inside his brain every time was like, this is what I require to be able to really enjoy romance books. I think, yeah, you know, like I need to know what is it, what is it that's attractive about that person, mm-hmm. you know, outside of oh, he's six three and yeah. like you know, fuck off, I don't. Really he wasn't care. even six <laughs> feet tall either, so that's how you know. <laughs> I really liked who he was as a person because I find him attractive and he's not even six feet tall. <laughs> Did you have a song for the for the book? <laughs> uh, as it was, because multiple times throughout the book, oh. they were like, it's very similar, but not like, not quite as it was. Like, they literally said that yeah. multiple times. And I was like, yeah. that's funny. We are truly children of divorce because, shocker, <laughs> I picked Taylor? a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> no, you know what? It was while I was in the middle of reading it. I, like, put it down because I was cooking dinner. And uh, I don't know what playlist I was listening to, but her song Run with Ed Sheeran came on. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is their vibe. Like, this okay. is Aldo yeah. and Megan. I see so I was it. Like, I was like, okay, I got to go write that down so I remember it. Yeah. I – one last thought. I just, like, yeah. I think this book – 
more so than a lot of other books was like mm-hmm. yes there was a sexual component i think but that was uh-huh. i think tied to reagan's like hypomania yeah um but it was like their love was so much more of like oh there was i looked up um like a review online and the, oh, yeah? this person i'm just gonna shout out them because i'm gonna use their idea and i took a screenshot so it was the bookworm daydreamer.wordpress.com um but she said it was like the way you can love someone and be so in interested and transfixed by what they're saying and how their brain works Mm -hmm. even when you don't understand it but there's like an inherent understanding of like who they are even if you have no idea what they're talking about yeah i don't know like it was just the that connection and love that they had for each other was just built on being so transfixed by who the other person was and how their brain worked and i loved that Mm -hmm. and even on like like you said even to the point where when it became was like even it wasn't even just that level of physicality between them Mm -hmm. it was like Mm -hmm. there was that scene where Aldo was like I want her to reach out to me and tell me you know she wants to put her fingers between my ribs yeah my rib cage and things like this and I'm like yeah like that is that is all consuming that is like I can't get closer and I feel like I need to kind of yeah yeah. yeah. What was your rating? Um, when I finished it, I my initial was four point seven five. What was the point two five for? <laughs> I think like a part of me, I loved it so much, but like a part of me just felt like there was something missing, and I think it might be that um, like the lies thing. Like I felt okay. like there was a plot yeah. point and like a layer to their story that was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like like I still absolutely loved it and. I'll probably reread it again at some point. Like, this is a book I will reread, I think. Mm-hmm. But it did just feel like there was, like, a tiny little puzzle piece missing. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. So, 4.75. Even, I would even go as so far, like, I mean, for math purposes, 4.75. <laughs> but I think in Thanks. general, like, 4.9. Like, it's like that okay. teen. there's that teensy little bit that's just not, I don't know what it fully is, but. Yeah, the knot needed to be tied a little tighter. Yes. Yeah, I get you. Uh, I still have to do math, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, if I do 4.9 and you do 5, then it's 4.95. Hey, that I like the sound of that. There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you have anything else to say? I Oh, I just want to point out, I wonder if they're going to change anything now that it's being picked up by a publisher. Because they changed the Atlas 6, I think. Mm-hmm. A few things. At yeah, least. yeah. Obviously not the whole thing. But like, right, yeah. they added something or they clarified something and they changed something about the ending, I think. Right. So... I don't know. I'll be curious to see. I think I, I am a loyalist and I'll, no matter what they change, even if it's better, like yep. I'll just be loyal to the original version. Yeah, me too. This is yeah. what Olivia wanted it to be when it was In its born. purest form. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, I, I respect if there's any changes that are made that she would have wanted, but mm-hmm. I, I agree. I'm also a loyalist to the original. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I enjoyed talking about that book, though. Me too. I was, you know, like, it wasn't even kicking my feet when I was reading it. I was like, no. I was like, 
biting my nails, like yeah, curling my toes. Who knows? You know, <laughs> it, was just, it was just a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of emotions all at once. But um, I, I think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.